Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. If you would turn your Bibles to First uh, Peter chapter 1, and we'll begin in verse 10. First Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse 10. There's a lot of talk these days about privilege. And I'm not going to get into that, but the fact is, as believers, as believers, we have a great privilege. We have a great privilege to be living in the era in which the Christ has come, the one who was promised before the ages, has, has finally come and, and, and we get to see the fact that Jesus died for us. We get to see the fact of this salvation that is ready to be revealed. We, we, we have a, an enormous privilege in this fact that we live on the other side of the cross. And we think about the, these aspects of our salvation um, that Peter has already talked about. He has God the Father has planned... Our salvation, and and we ought to cause that ought to cause us to rejoice because of that. God the Father has planned it. The Spirit has has sanctified us. He's He's plucked us out of the darkness. He's plucked us out and and made us His own, as opposed to the part, the rest of the world. We have been sprinkled with the blood of Jesus in order to obey Him. We have all these great privileges. We have been we, we we praise and glorify God the Father because of what He's done in Jesus. Because we have a living hope, right? We have a living hope that is we, we we've been born again to. We, we're inheritors of a, of a great inheritance that uh, uh, that that ought to cause us to praise Him. And and this this inheritance that we have is is unfading. It will never fade away. It will never diminish in its satisfyingness to us. And and it is securely held by God the Father. It is so great and so magnificent that we can rejoice in tribulation, isn't it? We looked at last week how even in the midst of these various trials, because of the surpassing greatness of that salvation that we have that's ready to be revealed, then, then the, the, the trials that we go through in this life can seem like just a little while. We have a great joy in the midst of our trials because we know we have Jesus. We have been saved. We have been born again. We have an inheritance that is never able to be touched by anything. Hallelujah. And we have a great privilege that we have the, we have revealed to us what the prophets in the Old Testament only had glimpses of. What, what the prophets in the Old Testament had glimpses of and they wanted to understand deeper what is this. They, they, they knew because of the promise in Genesis chapter 3, chapter three that that uh, there would be a seed of the woman who was going to crush and uh, who was going to come and crush the serpent's head. They knew that. They knew that, and and they reflected on that. And the Lord revealed many different things that that the Christ would come and suffer, that the Christ would come and and he would be born of a virgin, that he would be born in Bethlehem. All these things that we know about the Christ that was to come. But they searched and they inquired, and they never really got to see 
what we see. And we have this enormous privilege of living this side of the cross. So let's look at our text. 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse 10, says, Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you, in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, the, the enormous privilege that we have of your word, the enormous privilege that we have that we have received um, not only the partial glimpses that the prophets strained at, but Lord, we have received the whole picture in Jesus. We thank you so much that we live on this side of the cross. Father, help us to see. Help us to have eyes to see and ears to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus. Help us, help us to, to have obedient hearts. And Lord, help me, give me strength and grace as I preach your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Peter begins concerning this salvation. When he says concerning this salvation, he's pointing back to the salvation that he's been talking about. All of the things that I kind of alluded to already in, in the introduction about this, this salvation that all the persons of the Trinity were involved in, uh, uh, the salvation of an inheritance that we have and that, 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 the, that the Father holds us and, and keeps us by His power and, and he, he protects us, He guards us, and, um, and we can have joy in, in tribulation because of this salvation of our souls. We obtain as the outcome, verse 9, the salvation of our souls. It's this salvation that we've been talking about all along that, that he says the prophets who prophesied were talking about. So the Old Testament, we'll just talk about it as the Old Testament. Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, the, the Torah, the Pentateuch. And, and in that, uh, Moses was called a prophet. In fact, there was expected to be a, a prophet like Moses to come. And, and while Moses is not, the, the Pentateuch is not considered prophetic literature, um, it, 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 we can include the, the first five books as prophetic in the sense that they are also pointing to Jesus. Uh, from the very beginning, whenever we have the seed of the woman, the promise that one would come one day and crush the serpent's head, uh, to the end of, of Genesis where we have a promise that there would be a star that would rise from Judah. I think I, I got that right. <laughs> 
We, we have this promise, and we have promises, glimpses within the, the rest of the Pentateuch as well. And, and, and even uh, towards the end of Moses' life, there's that promise that one day there would be a prophet like Moses. Um, all of these things were pointing toward that thing that was going to come at the end. Now, it's, we, we, we think about that and we think, well, we're not living in the... We, 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 how do we know it's the end times? I'll put it that way. How do we know it's the end times? We, we often think about the end times as those last few days, maybe like the tribulation or whatever, right before Jesus comes. But the Bible talks about the end times as everything after the cross. Everything after the cross. We are living in the last days, whether Jesus comes tomorrow or whether Jesus comes a thousand years from now, we are living in the end times. And and so when when... The text here is saying that that uh, um, these were prophecies about what was going to come in later days, like the, the the passage that Jane read from. It's talking about what happens in our days, what has happened in the days after the cross. Um, so he says, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be revealed. There was a salvation from Genesis three on. That, that this salvation was what the whole Bible is about from Genesis all the way through. Um, we see this also in the historical books. If we, if we look at the historical books, uh, which are often also called the minor prophets. Uh, I'm sorry, not minor prophets. The former prophets, that's right. The former prophets. Um, the historical books, we read about David and Samuel and all of these uh, these great heroes of the faith, these prophets, and these prophetic authors um, talk about things like David would have a son who would one day sit on his throne forever, about the fact that uh, um, that I had a little uh, brain thing for a second here. Anyway, we see in those historical books how the, that is also pointing towards Jesus. We see the, the line of kings that, that follow after David. That, that There's always a, a son on the throne after David in Judah. And, and uh, as we follow that line along, we've got some good kings and we've got some bad kings. And, and none of them measures up to what the Messiah needs to be. And so all we're left with is this hope and this expectation that one day one will come. And we've got the latter prophets or, or, or the major and minor prophets, these writing prophets that we have, like Isaiah, who wrote about the fact that, that one day uh, there, there would be a sign unto us. Uh, there would be a, a child that was born. There, there would be a, a child that was born of a virgin. There would be a, 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 um, one who we would call... Um, Everlasting Father, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, all of those things. One that would be called Emmanuel. And so we see in the prophets, uh, there, there is this pointing to Jesus. We see it in the uh, Torah, the Pentateuch. We see it in the historical books. We see it in the, the prophets. We see it in the writings as well. We see it in, 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 the, the, in the Psalms. We see so many Psalms pointing us to Jesus. We, we see uh, Psalm 2 
Why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? And, and, and it's about his, his, uh, the Lord and His anointed one, Jesus. And, and Psalm 22, which I believe is the one that talks about how, how Jesus, uh, all, He could count all of His bones. And it's the one where He cries out, My God, my God, why have Thou forsaken me? All of the Old Testament points to Jesus. It points to the salvation that we are obtainers of now. So, he says, concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be revealed to you, they searched and inquired carefully. They inquired what kind of person or time the Spirit of Christ was indicating within them when He predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. So, they were searching and they were inquiring they, they, they may have been searching as they were seeking God and, and seeking revelation and, and desiring that God would reveal to them. Like Daniel had visions and he was wanting to know. He, he asked, can you explain this to me? I don't understand it. And the angel said, that's for future times. That's, that's, that's for the end. It's not for you and your times. And... and um, they may have also been reflecting and, and, and thinking on the previous revelation. You know, uh, later prophets like Isaiah and, and Jeremiah, they may have been thinking on and, and, and dwelling on the seed of the woman promise and those promises that came at earlier times. And as they did and as they meditated on those things, the Lord revealed uh, even further prophets, prophecies to them to point to Jesus. However it, it works out, they were searching. They were, they, were, they were intent. They wanted to know, but they never really saw. They never really saw. They never really got to fully experience what they were hoping for, what they were longing for to happen. And probably each one of them longed for Him to come, for Jesus to come, for the seed of the woman to come in their day. And, and, and to, to, to deliver them from all of their enemies. They were looking for that one, even in their day. But the Lord revealed to them it was not themselves they were serving, but us. He says, what person or time the Spirit of Christ was indicating when He predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories to come, the subsequent glories, um, who was moving these prophets of old? Who was the one that was speaking through them? Well, it says here the Spirit of Christ. Uh, now, I don't believe that's that like the, the human spirit of Jesus as he as he was as he was here on this earth. This is the Holy Spirit whom whom the Son sent. You know, Jesus said he would send the Spirit whenever he left. Whenever he ascended into heaven, he would send the Spirit, and he had already been sending the Spirit as he as he. Uh, revealed things to the prophets before. And, and so this Spirit that, that Jesus had sent revealed these things to the prophets. The same Spirit that revealed those things to Isaiah and Jeremiah, to Moses, to David, all these writers of the Old Testament. He's the same one who is the Spirit who revealed and who, who inspired the New Testament that we have as well. We often will run across people who will, who will say, well, I don't know about what all the rest of the Bible says. I just care about what Jesus said, right? 
I just care about what Jesus actually said. Don't, don't give me any Paul. Don't give me any of these other I want to know what Jesus said. Well, that 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 totally misses the point. Because the fact is, Jesus is God. Jesus is God in the flesh. And, and, and Christ sent the Holy Spirit and He inspired both Old and New Testaments. He inspired Paul. He inspired Peter. He inspired all of these authors in order to write exactly what Jesus wants us to know. So it was the Spirit of Christ that was indicating Him when He predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. Now, we see this also in the book of Luke whenever Jesus is on the road. Well, he, he runs into a couple of, uh, of people on the road to Emmaus, right? And, and Jesus tells them, well, didn't you know that the Christ would have to suffer and after that have glory? You know, uh, the very things that, that Jesus talked to those in, in, in the book of Luke about. Um, the Old Testament pointed to Jesus. And it spoke of His suffering. We can see the speaking of His suffering in Isaiah chapter 53, wherever, where it says, like a, um, He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. He was, he was uh, um, afflicted, and we esteemed Him not. He, 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 we were healed by His stripes. All of these things we see in Isaiah 53 and other passages throughout the Old Testament point to the sufferings that Christ was to have. And also the glory. Also the glory. We look at Daniel chapter 7, which is about the Son of Man. Jesus' favorite thing to call Himself in the New Testament, as he, in the Gospels as we read, he, he often called Himself the Son of Man as He referred to Himself. And Daniel chapter 7 is where that language came from, the Son of Man. And Daniel has this vision where, where uh, he sees uh, the, this one who has, has, uh, is like the Son of Man who, who comes before the Ancient of Days or God the Father and, and He's presented and, and God the Father gives the Son of Man um, uh, a kingdom that will never end. We see this, this glory that, that the Son is to have after the suffering. We see in the Old Testament the things that were not clear to the Jews during Jesus' time. They were not completely clear to the prophets that were writing. They didn't understand them. Daniel asked to, for it to be explained to him. He didn't understand it. But we live in a very privileged time. We live in a time after the cross when we can see and we can look at the Old Testament and see it was all about Jesus. It was all about the suffering and the glory of Jesus Himself. It was all about the salvation that He had for us. Verse 12 says, It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you in the things that have now been announced through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. You know, you ever think about the fact, what was it that the, old, that the, that the apostles preached whenever they, whenever they would preach the gospel? When, when Jesus ascended into heaven, what, what, what was it that Peter preached and, and Paul preached? And they were preaching the Old Testament. 
And, and, and it was, that was the very thing that, that was enough to preach the gospel from. For that very first generation of believers, before they even had the New Testament, they could preach the gospel. They, so the Old Testament prophets were serving us. They were serving the, the, those first believers. And, and, and what they wrote was beneficial to us. It is good for our instruction and training in righteousness and godliness. And the last little section here says, there are things into which angels long to look. Not only were the prophets searching and inquiring and wanting to know what this was all going to be like, but this was something that even the angels longed to understand. The angels, during the Old Testament days before the cross, they didn't even all know what was a part of God's plan. They didn't understand everything that was going to happen. And we are more privileged as New Testament believers having this revelation about Jesus than even the angels. They long to look. And not only that, in the, in the knowledge of knowing what God's plan was this, for this salvation, but also in the experience. Jesus' death on the cross was for human beings. It was for human beings who would, who would trust in Jesus. It was not for angels. There were angels that fell as well. There were angels that, that fell uh, when, and, and you know, um, Satan himself started out as, as an angelic being, and yet he fell as well. And, and, and I've, 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 I know that, that uh, the Scripture says somewhere, and, and it's, it's debated about exactly what it means, but it, it, it seems to indicate that maybe a third of all the angels uh, fell with Satan. Jesus didn't die for the angels. Jesus died for us. Jesus, there, there was no hope of redemption for those angels who fell, but there's hope of redemption for us. There's an open door for us who will trust in Jesus. We have this great privilege. We have a great privilege. The prophets of old who were... I mean, who else could have been closer to God than a prophet? Someone who spoke on behalf of God to His people. Who else could have been closer to God during the Old Testament? There wasn't anybody who could be closer than one who God actually spoke through. And yet we have a greater privilege even than they. And, and who else could be closer to God than the angels themselves? And yet we have a greater privilege. We have a greater privilege than even the angels, the ones who stand around the throne and sing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord who was and is and is to come. We have an even greater privilege than them because we stand on this side of the cross. We are able to see what God has done in Jesus Christ. So we ought not neglect this privilege we have. God has given us His Word. He has revealed mysteries to us that long ago were unclear but we have clear today. We, we can understand that, that God the Father planned long ago for our salvation. We can understand that the Holy Spirit applies that to us 
that moment we believe. We can understand that the blood of Jesus washes away all of our sins. That we can have peace with God. That we can have this great gift. Not something that we earn by our good works, but we have this great gift, this grace that we have because of the death and the blood of Jesus. We can understand in our day, we have the great privilege of knowing that we can be born again. That we have an inheritance. You know, the Jews, they were divided about whether or not there was even an afterlife. You had the Pharisees who believed in, in the prophets and, and they, they believed they had some kind of a hope of an afterlife. And, but but the, uh, the, the Sadducees, they were a sect of Judaism as well, and they didn't even believe in an in, in afterlife. They thought when you die, you go into the grave and that's it. And, and God's blessings for obedience were all in this life. But we've got something greater. We're not only going to raise up and live a prosperous life, but we have Jesus. We are inheritors with Him. We can call Jesus not only our Savior, we can call Him our brother. Because we can be called the sons of God because of what Jesus has done for us. We are greatly privileged. And so let's look back to verse 3. This is another thing that ought to cause us to praise Him. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This ought to cause us to praise Him because we live in this day and we can see what, what God has revealed to us in Jesus. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.